Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly. Joined with me, as always, is none other than... Your jack-of-all-trades, El Jefe Loco. How you doing today? I'm pretty upset. Pretty upset? I'm pretty upset because I got up this morning. You know, I had been up late last night uh, studying, and I had mm-hmm. to wait for my buddy to drop off my insulin because a lot of people, a lot of y'all don't know I'm a type 2 diabetic. He had to drop off my insulin to me, so I was up late last night. I got up late this morning... Rushed, rushed through you know my whole routine. Went to the uh, went to the, the cafeteria to go eat, and uh, you know I, I started eating my, the food that I always eat that I mm-hmm. always get. It was burnt and tasted spoiled, mm. so I was so upset. And then I was like, okay, all that didn't taste right. I was like, maybe my grits is fine. Tried my grits, and there was a giant lump in it. And not like the lump, like lumped up grips. No, it it, it was hard. Tastes like somebody put like you know maybe a peanut or something in there. I was, oh my god! I was like, you know, nope. I'm I'm just I finished my monster and went to class. I'm not <laughs> the doing this. The champions of monster. Yeah, <laughs> I like shotgun a monster in the morning to get woke up. So, um, have you had lunch? No, I haven't had lunch no. yet, and I'm probably not going to. No. I'm probably going to wait till my grandmother comes pick me up, and then you know. Connor and they're going eating somewhere then yeah hey, whatever works yeah um, mama make me some bi- biscuits and gravy <laughs> and and mama's can't say no no, no. they really can't um, I mean they can but usually they don't I know when I was well, younger my grandma spoiled me to death my my grandmother she's she'll say no she she's not afraid of it <laughs> <laughs> she's not afraid to say no but she because <laughs> she knows how much I love biscuits and gravy uh-huh. and I'll show up there sometimes she's like She'll just be sitting there watching the view or something. I'll show up in the morning and be like, "You want some biscuits and gravy?" I wasn't gonna cook today. I was just gonna make my bowl of cereal. But since you're here, we're gonna make biscuits and gravy. I was like, "Okay, all right, Mama, we're making biscuits and gravy." <laughs> <laughs> I um, I have had a, a, a an all right day. Um, my computer acted up real crazy this morning, uh, so I had a hard time getting getting show notes out to you. But we did do it. Uh, so that that's a plus. I may have taken down a couple of computers, but I done it. Yeah, um, I'm AVG. I want to know what's up with my computer. <laughs> I paid good money for you, and uh, my computer's acting insane. Uh, so hopefully, you know, and I'm terrible with computers. So hopefully, when my girlfriend gets home from school later in the day, hopefully she can figure out what's wrong with it. If not, looks like I'm gonna have to go take it to the computer shop to get work done. And then you're gonna drop about a hundred dollars for them to. If it's fixed, I don't care. Cause I'm in online classes. I gotta have a computer. That 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 is true. That is true. I'm in two on. I, I was in three at the beginning of the semester. Finished one already, and I'm in two now. Um, and one of those classes, I have about twenty five chemistry problems to turn in tonight that I have to work out. So I kind of need a computer for that. Um, but yeah, that that's a little bit about us. Um, you're probably not interested in us. You're probably not. You're probably not interested in in Joe, El Jefe Loco's love for biscuits and gravy or my my lack of computer knowledge. Um, but you know that's little little tidbits that you you get you get on here on the Triple Name Sports Show. Exactly. Um, I want to do a little bit of house cleaning. Last episode we were talking about um, Aquaman and Ruben Reigns was going to play Aquaman. Um, I was wrong. I guess I just like saw him because the actor who's going to play Aquaman and Ruben Reigns look a lot alike. Um, Hold on, house cleaning again. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, God, not Reuben <laughs> Reigns. Roman Reigns um, said he, you know, neither Roman Reigns or Reuben Reigns are going to be playing Aquaman. Just heads up, uh, it's going to be um, 
Game of Thrones actor Jason Momoa who would be taking that role. And I really liked him in Game of Thrones. He's a Dothraki. Do you watch Game of Thrones at all? I hear everybody talk about it. I never get around to watching it. I've got some. If, if you were interested, I'll let you borrow like a couple seasons. I've got, I think, the first two seasons. It's, it's, I mean, it's a pretty good show. I, I, everybody tells me it's really good, and I'm just, you know. Not gotten around to it yet? No, I've been I've been so busy with everything, and plus with, you know, Snowpocalypse last week. I didn't. I don't even know why it didn't cross my mind to do uh, Game of Thrones, but I watched the Blacklist. I watched the fir- first full season. How is that? That show is awesome. Okay, have you ever seen the Netflix show um, House of Cards? No. Which the third season premieres this Friday. So well, you got to make sure everything's done yeah, before yeah, Friday. Yeah, huh? yeah, tomorrow. No, I don't even care if anything's done. All right, <laughs> you're just, I'm you're just making going, your own time. Yeah, this is this is my time. All right, I've been waiting. I've been waiting a full year for this. Uh-huh. All right, but no, if if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's a great show. House of Cards is. It's like House of Cards with a criminal. Okay. Like like he like it's he, on NBC, right? Yes, it's, okay. yes, it's on NBC. It's like. I, I, I can't even put it into words because of how slick this guy is. He's like a notorious criminal, and he's just he's taking down guys. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, You know, we in last week's episode, we did not talk about the Daytona 500. No. It's the start of the NASCAR season, right? Yeah. Um, well, te- te- technically, yes and no, it's, it's the start of the point season. Okay. Yeah, because uh, before that, you have the duel and then the, yeah. the, the sprint and unlimited and stuff like that. But that's that's leading up to the big race, the Daytona 500, the official start of the season. Yeah, and this is like, you know, the points race is really all that matters. Yeah, right? it, yeah. It, I don't really follow too much well, NASCAR, but. So, sort of, yes and no. They have this new system now. It's a, they, they, it's a whole bracket. Mm-hmm. You've heard of them talking about the chase, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they took the chase and they took like, like March Madness. They combined it. Com- yeah, and combined it. In order to get an automatic bid in the chase, you have to win. Okay. So, but you can get in there without without uh, winning. Uh, Ryan Newman almost won the championship last year without even winning a race. <laughs> but you know, you have to. Right now, you have to win. Yeah, you've got to win to get in. Well, you know, like I said, we didn't talk about it last episode at all, and don't know why it just kind of slipped slipped our minds, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, NASCAR, the NASCAR world was pretty. Um, you know, they're one of their legends is retiring, Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Um, and I know that you are a huge Jeff Gordon fan. Yes, I am. Along with, I don't know if you knew this or not, Coach Poor is a huge Co- Jeff Gordon fan. I'm gonna have to talk to Coach Poor. He's a he's a huge Jeff Gordon fan. Um, in fact, he was joking around with us when we interviewed him on Wednesday about the uh, the buzz on the buzz. He was talking about how he uh, he made a joke to one of his assistant coaches on the night of the Daytona 500 that yeah. if the race wasn't over, he was gonna have to uh, he was gonna <laughs> tell his coaches to go on without him. He'd come out as soon as the race was over. But thankfully, the race ended in time for Coach Porter to make it out to tip off. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was I was visiting my brother that day. And uh, we had to go down Huntington. You know, I told you about all this, and it was so funny because me and my other brother, the, his his twin brother, um, was both getting updates on our phones. Like I would get an update, and he would get an update. And he's a Dale Junior fan. Okay. In other words, he's bandwagoning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a diehard Jeff Gordon fan. So we're getting updates back and forth. And I was sitting there. It was going through my head. I looked at my mom. Okay, I had the, the show, the league. Mm-hmm. I had one of those moments. Because we got out, and my mom was like, I'm surprised you came. I was like, well, I said, Jared will last forever, but Jeff Gordon will not. 
<laughs> I was like, I have to see this. So I'm sitting there, I'm keep looking up stuff, and I was like, you know what? If he wins, I'm going to pull a, a Ruxin. I'm just going to stand up and just start telling everybody to suck it. <laughs> I am. I'm going to tell all the all the guards down there, suck it. Jeff Gordon one. I don't care. Then they're probably just going to beat me with their nightsticks and tase me and everything. <laughs> so maybe you put a little bit of a curse on Jeff Gordon by by thinking that because I mean I, he crashed. When, he crashed towards the end, right? He crashed the very last lap. <laughs> yeah, you must have put a real bad some juju on him. I I I, I think I did because I'm superstitious. Especially when it comes to like, you, have you ever seen the commercial with the guy? It's like. It's game day. You can't say the word win without yeah. him knocking. Yeah, that's me. That's me with any sport. If it's game day or race day, don't no, don't talk to me. Yeah. Okay, unless you're going to talk sports. You're in the zone. Yeah, don't. I, I, I'm not going to jinx myself. I'm like that with anything. I'm like that with tests, exams. My mom will ask me, how'd your exam go? I'm not talking about it. Yeah, okay. I don't want to talk about it until I know for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think I did put ju- bad juju on him. I mean, he, he he. What caused the crash? Basically, uh, what had what had happened? He is, uh, from what I seen, I had like I said, I didn't watch it, but what I seen was, uh, he was he was he was going down low mm-hmm. to try to get somebody to to bump draft him. If in case you don't know about about Daytona, there's a it's a restrictor plate mm-hmm. track. And the reason why they they call it a restrictor plate track is because they take these 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 panels with holes in them and they put them over the basically the the part of the engine that helps it breathe and break gives gives it horsepower and it tones down everything because these these tracks are so so uh they, they call them super speedways for a reason they you go so fast on there bill elliott set the record for going 210 miles an hour and qualifying so they 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 restrict the air to the engine slowing down the rpms and it brings everybody together Okay. And if you're more competitive, yeah, it makes it more competitive, and like everybody is in this giant pack Uh going around the track instead of like spread out like other tracks. But basically, he was going down so that he could get a bump off of somebody, Mm -hmm. and I guess his spotter didn't see didn't see the guy, and he hit his 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 back quarter his back left quarter panel and. That was it. That was it. He's done. Yeah, he he just got clipped real bad. And uh, you know, Joey Logano did win that race. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I hear lately, especially last year, Joey Logano's uh, teammate Brad Keselowski last season got into a fist fight with Jeff Gordon, and he's and Keselowski has gotten basically arguments and fist fights with other teams, and Joey Logano is getting the same way. And I like Joey Logano at first, but now they're starting. Yeah, now now they're starting to turn, turn to a punk. And my brother asked me about it, and I said, "Well, I said here's the thing. I said this kid's going to start getting a big head on his shoulders because mm-hmm. he won a Daytona 500, and and Roger Penske, who is their their team owner, really needs to start controlling his his drivers. His yeah. Huh. Well, that's an interesting take on on the whole Daytona 500. I'm not. Admittedly, I'm not a huge NASCAR fan. I have been to a few races, and I, it's kind of like me with baseball. I can't really watch baseball on TV, but I can watch it live. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a really great experience uh, going to a race live. I've gotten, I've been, I've been able to go to the Coca Cola hundred, the Coca Cola six hundred a few times, and then um, the race up in Marlington a couple times. Martinsville or Martinsville? Yeah, Martinsville. Yeah, that tells you how big of a fan I am. 
I'm 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 sorry. I'm a diehard. I'm a diehard NASCAR. Well, that's fan. Co- that's cool. You know that 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 brings a different. You know we can always talk because it is NASCAR season now. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, that, it is NASCAR. I've, I've told you before that you know I'm a huge football fan. I'm a huge NASCAR fan. When when football season is ending, NASCAR is starting, and when NASCAR is ending, football season starting. So I never have You're any. Good for the year. I'm, yeah, I'm good for the whole year. Um, you know, is there anything to look out for with an upcoming race? It's the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Is there anything real like real special about this race? Um, the one one special thing about this race is um, you know who Dale Hurt Senior is. Yeah. Okay, two thousand one. Um, Atlanta Motor Speedway used to be the third race on the on the on the card. You know, they would normally mm-hmm. go out to, to California, and now this year they're they're going straight to Atlanta. And uh, Gordon. Um, that, that that place is real special to him mm-hmm. because he has raced Dale Earnhardt Senior there before he passed away, and you know he 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 had to edge out uh, Kevin Harvick on the last lap. Like I think the Kevin Harvick's bumper is the only thing that won that race for him because they was like they was colliding with each other yeah. going to the finish line. So I, I that that's that's actually a special place for Jeff Gordon. Kevin Harvick loves that place. Um he's he's the recent uh, Sprint Cup champion and you know it's just it's it's sort of like a smaller super speedway cuz they can they get so much speed going around there. But also where the where Kyle Busch wrecked mm-hmm. they have d- toned down the uh the horsepower in uh, engines. All tracks, all tracks. They turned down the horsepower by a hundred horses. Okay, but and you know that way because the whole Kyle Busch thing and yeah. Is there any race NASCAR driver right now that's out there that you really kind of like a dark horse? You think is going to surprise you know a lot of people this year? Um, Landon Castle. um, I do believe that's what the boy's name is. Um, He's he drives a number forty two Target Toyota. I do believe. Um, the kid won the rookie of the year last year, mm-hmm. and I think within the next cup, within the next year or two, if not this year, next year, he's really going to start, you know, showing people what he's made of. And also Danica Patrick, who you know came from Formula One. You're a Danica fan? I I wanted Danica to win that. I want Danica to at least win one race yeah. this year because you know that's that's going to be a huge milestone for it the would, sport. It would, you're absolutely right. It would be a huge milestone to have the, the first woman driver to ever you know win a NASCAR race would be huge. Yeah, you know she's she's won pole. She she won the pole for the Daytona 500. The only woman to win the pole for the Daytona 500, and she's she's really starting to get better. I just think it's really it's her teammates. Well, not not her teammates like Tony Stewart in there, but just just her team in general, like her crew chief and stuff. She's just having trouble gelling with them because that's one thing you gotta do. You gotta gel with your with your crew chief, uh, like Jimmy Johnson, Chad Canals. But yeah, she's really gotta gel with them. I at Dark Horses, I would go with Landon Castle and and Danica Patrick. Okay, cool, yeah. And I, this actually has worked out really awesome. I think we're gonna add this to our show every t- NASCAR talk with El Jefe. I'm 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 game for that because you know I don't I don't know that much about about the sport. And, and it is interesting, and especially when you're somebody's passionate about it like you are. I think it, I think it adds to the to show as well. So we'll definitely keep you, keep you fans updated on NASCAR talk, and we'll start our show, or we'll we'll try to start our show every week with with some NASCAR talk. Yeah, I can I can go, I can go on for hours about NASCAR. <laughs> I really can. All right, and we're gonna move on to um, something a little bit more closer to home. Uh, Florida's Florida's a long way away from here. Um, it's 
basketball season still here at West Virginia State University, and we're going to talk first about the women's basketball, and then we'll go to men's and just move our way through um, the rest of the rest of the show today. And I will start first off with the women's this afternoon. Um, first off, we would like to congratulate both Coach Poor and Coach uh, David Smith on closing out their final home game of the season with a with a win, and for the regular season sweep of Mountain East Conference foe Urbana University. Uh, WVSU women's basketball came into their matchup against Urbana University on Tuesday evening on a three-game losing streak. All that did not matter, though, as the Lady Yellow Jackets played a great game of basketball, which not only ended the team's losing streak, but also helped to build momentum as the regular season as, as the regular MEC season is continuing to wind down with only two games remaining for West Virginia State University women's basketball team. Uh, the team improved their record to 8-17 and 17 overall and 6-14 and 14 in conference. Um, vis- and here's a little quip about the game. Visiting Urbana took a quick 7-0 lead in Tuesday's game in the Walker Convocation Center. It didn't last, however, though. The Yellow Jackets co- countered with an 11-1 run and never looked back in a rolling up to an 88-74 win in their final home game of the season. Alexis Hobbs nearly picked up a triple-double, finishing the game with highs of 23 points, 14 rebounds, and 9 assists. Shaylin Schaefer added 15 points and 11 <coughs> rebounds, while Rachel Ward finished with 12 points. The Lady Yellow Jackets play Thursday against Willing Jesuit University, a team they beat earlier in the season in, here at home in Institute West Virginia. And then they play their final game of the regular season on Saturday, February 28th. Tip-off is slated for 2 p.m. against Crosstown rival University of Charleston, a team which beat State earlier in the season by 11 points here at home. So, you know, just real quick, I want to make sure that our listeners, um, fans of State basketball, fans of, fans of State athletics, I want to make sure you guys pack the, the gym up there in Charleston. I will not get a chance to be there. Um, a buddy of mine, his, his grandmother passed away, so I'll be at a funeral. Um, but El Jefe Loco will be there, as well as Stevenson Tose Rigel, and, and they will be providing you know the play-by-play and color commentary for that game. Um, so, again, just make sure you guys go out and, and support the Lady Yellow Jackets. Uh, team leaders in points, I'll break that down Um for this West Virginia State team, Shaylin Schaefer has 301 points, averaging 12 points per game. Rebounds, Shaylin Schaefer again, 210 points, averaging 8.4 rebounds per game. Blocks, Montreal Roberts, 36 blocked shots, averaging 1.5 blocks per game. Steals, Alexis Hobbs, 38 steals, averaging 1.5 blocks per game. Assists, Diana Styles, 77 assists, averaging 3.2 blocks er, assists per game. Fouls, Diana Styles, 81 fouls, averaging 3.4 fouls per game, and minutes, Alexis Hobbs played 891 minutes, averaging 35.6 minutes per game. Um, one thing I really want to talk about real fast, Alexis Ho- or not Alexis, um, Montreal Roberts, in these past two games, she's had 11 blocks. Yeah. Um, she And she's just a freshman, and that's what I'm talking about, about the state team. You know, their record is what it is. They're a good young team. You know, you've got, you've got next year you're going to have seniors uh, are going to be um, Alexis Hobbs, Downa Styles, and Lakorska Mets. Shea Hines. And Shea Hines, yeah. Shea Hines are going to be your seniors next year. And, you know, with the exception of those those players right there, the rest are, you know, freshmen and sophomores on this team. And you're going to bring back all those seniors, uh, plus you're going to get Montreal another, you know. Then the girls are going to continue to grow, and they, the women's team has a plethora of post players, yeah. whether it's Shaylin, uh, Montreal, Alexis Hobbs even gets in there and, and mixes up in the paint. The current sisters... You know, there's, you know, pick one of those players, and either any one of those players can can really 
affect the outcome of a game. Uh, that, that's not even counting the recruiting. Yeah, and that's not. Yeah, exactly. That's not looking ahead at next year's recruiting class. But um, I'm I'm really excited. You know, there's there's two games left on this season plus the tournament, and you know, then the season will be over after the tournament and. Just really, you know, excited to watch this team grow because you know they've got a good young, talented team, and uh, they're going to be really exciting in the years to come here in, at West Virginia State University. And as of t- February 26, 2015, I'll give you the conference rankings. Um, number one, University of Charleston, 21 and six and 16 and five o- in conference play. Number two, Shepherd is 19 and eight overall and 16 and five in conference play. Number three, West Liberty is 19 and eight and 16 and five in conference play. Fairmont State's coming in at number four, 21 and six, and 15 and six in conference play. Willie Jesuit at five, at 17 and seven overall, and 14 and six in conference play. Notre Dame is 16 and 11, and 12 and nine in conference play. Glenville State is 13 and 12 overall, and 11 and 10 in conference play. Number eight, UVA is nine and 18 overall, and eight and 13 in conference play. Concord University is seven and 19 overall, and seven and 14 in conference play. West Virginia State University is 8 and 17 overall and 6 and 14 in conference play. Number 11 West Virginia Wesleyan is 4 and 21 overall and 3 and 18 in conference play. And number 12 Urbana University is 1 and 26 and 1 and 20 in conference play. One thing, you know, with the tournament starting, the top 4 teams get a bye. And every the top 3 teams all have 5 losses in conference play with Fairmont State being your 4 seed and William Jesuit being your 5th seed with six losses. So, you know, these last few games, none of those top three teams can really afford a slip-up. Yeah. They're going to have to win to continue to hold on to that spot. Um, it'd be great if we if Western State goes in on Saturday and beats Charleston to uh, to knock them out of that first spot. But one of the interesting things, and if, and if the rankings hold up the way they do, if our schedule is allowed, we're going to go up on the road to Glenville State and um, call that game. It, because it will be a 7-10 matchup, so it will be Glenville State hosting West Virginia State, and if that holds up, then we will try to do, we will go up there, or any of the schools that are really close. You know, we'll we'll drive and try to get up there to um, call the game. Notre Dame's a little bit too far out uh, right I'm, now. I, yeah, unless you're really hungry for Hungry Howies. No, the, I'm I'm kind of upset with Hungry Howies though up that way. They didn't <laughs> deliver to our hotel room. Um, but yeah, you know it's. It's an exciting time. It's going to be an exciting finish to what has been a great season two of Mountain East Conference basketball from top to bottom. Um, these teams compete, go out and compete each and every night. And uh, just looking forward to, to watching this, this uh, conference grow, but also watching State continue to get better each and every year. And without further ado, I'm going to toss it over to El Jefe Loco to go over the men's side of things here at West Virginia State University. WVSU came into their matchup on Thursday night against Urbana University on a hot streak, winning two of their last three games. It was senior night. Before tip-off, the team announced their three seniors, with, which are Demetrius Yonoy, Damian Harris, and Anthony Grant, who would be playing for the last time at the Walker Convocation Center, and they made sure it would be a good memory. It was a tough first half, however, for WVSU as they went to halftime trailing University uh, Urbana University by 13 points. The two teams would battle for the majority of the second half in what was an exciting game of MEC men's basketball. WVSU wasn't able to so- secure their largest lead until the final 20 seconds of the game, which saw WVSU up by nine points, thus ensuring the victory uh, for WVSU 85 to 76. <coughs> Excuse me. Trailing for most of the contest, WVSU took its first lead with 7.26 to play when Steve Wing battled through three 
Blue Knights to lay the ball of the backboard and in after Demetrius Yelinoy had forced a turnover. After the squads exchanged baskets a couple of times, Yelinoy hit a right side baseline jumper to move the Yellow Jackets ahead for for good at 75-73 with 4:17 remaining. The win means WVSU finishes finishes its home schedule with back-to-back wins as the Jackets have victories in three of their last four games. It also pushed their record to 5-2 and two when scoring 85 points or more. Junior Marky Mazik led WVSU with 21 points through playing just 18 minutes due to foul difficulties. Damian Harris added 20 and pulled down 13 rebounds. Dominic Phillips contributed 16 points and 5-6 and while Dimitri Sionyoy finished with 13 points and 3 assists. WVSU men's basketball is back in action tonight against William Jesuit, a team which beat WVSU and Institute earlier in the season, 93-89. Then the team gets a day of rest before facing off on Saturday the 28th against Crosstown rival UC. The last time these these two teams met, saw UC come into Institute and get the W82-70 tip-off for Saturday, February 28th uh, for the February 28th game. Against UC is slated for 4 p.m. Make sure we pack their gym to cheer on both men's basketball and women's basketball. One of the things um, before you go into the team leaders, um, Steve Wing, you know, in watching this game this past weekend, um, or just a couple days ago actually, you know, the gym was going crazy after oh, yeah. he battled through and, and scored that layup. His teammates were going crazy, the coaching staff was all excited. You know the fans were all excited, and Steve Wing was was cool, calm, and collected. Didn't crack a smile. It was game time. He just he walked over to his teammates, got in the huddle, and got ready for the next play. And that's one of the things I I love about Steve Wing's style of play. He never gets too up, and he never gets too down. He's a team first player, and he just battles through everything. So a huge shout out to Steve Wing there. Yeah, I I, I remember that because we just we look at, we look around. Everybody's standing on their feet, screaming and hollering at this game. And you just look over at Steve, and he's just like nothing happened. Got a blank look on his face. Yeah, <laughs> like, he just walks through, through the huddle. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I do this every day. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's like I said, he, he never gets too up or too down, and just uh, cool. Like it's just a even even keel about him, and that I think that's really I, I really like I like that fact about him that he just never gets lets anything bluster him. Or I mean he might be on the inside. He just he he does a great job of, of hiding. He's got he's face. got a great poker face. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah he does. Team leaders for the West Virginia State University men's basketball team. Points. Marky Mazik with four hundred and six points average uh twenty one point four points per game. That's crazy because Marky has only played about half a season. Yeah he's only played nineteen games. Yeah. Yeah. He's he hasn't played that many games. And and same with Damian Harris with leading, you know, with what he has for his stats, same same thing. Nineteen games. Yeah. Uh, rebounds. Steve Wing, one hundred seventy one rebounds, averages six point one rebounds per game. Blocks. Damian Harris with twenty five blocks, averages one point three blocks per game. Steals. Dominic Phillips, forty five steals, averages one point seven steals per game. Assists. Dominic Phillips again, one hundred thirty assists, averages five assists per game. Fouls. Dominic Phillips with 68 fouls, averages 2.6 fouls per game. Minutes, Dominic Phillips yet again, 716 minutes, averages 27.5 minutes per game. And, you know, that, that, that minutes thing right there really surprises me because Dominic Phillips, his, his role's been a little bit changed. He was a starter, and with a healthy Damian Harris, or a healthy Marquis and an eligible Damian Harris, 
they don't need Dominic Phillips out on the court at the same time as him, as those two guys. So they'll put Tyler Thompson in, who's a freshman who's getting a lot of playing time, and then they'll bring Dominic off the bench when, you know, if, if something's gone wrong in the game or if they need an extra spark because they, with Marquis and Damian in there, uh, it, there's almost there's not enough balls to go around. But when you take those guys out, or if they you need to add an extra little bit of offense, then then they bring in Dominic Phillips. And I think that the fact that he's averaging 27 and a half minutes per game coming off the bench that's that's really really surprising. And it's it's a testament to the style of play that he has as well. All right, the Mountain East Conference men's basketball rankings as of February 26, 2015: West Liberty 24 and two and 19 and two in conference play. Fairmont State, 18-9 overall and 15-6 conference play. Concord, 19-8 overall and 14-7 in conference play. William Jesuit, 18-8 overall, 13-7 in conference play. University of Charleston, 18-9 overall, 13-8 in conference play. Glenville State, 17-10 overall, 13-8 in conference play. Notre Dame University, Ohio, 14 and 13 overall, 10 and 11 in conference play. Shepherd University, 14 and 13 overall, 9 and 12 in conference play. West Virginia Wesleyan, 11 and 16 overall, and 9 and 12 in conference play. West Virginia State, 6 and 22 overall, and 6 and 14 in conference play. Urbana University, 6 and 21 overall, and 3 and 18 in conference play. And to round it all up, UVA wise. Two and twenty-four overall, and one and twenty in conference play. And again, if the season was to end today, West Virginia State's first-round opponent in the Mountain East Conference tournament would be Notre Dame of Ohio, Notre Dame College. So the men's team, if the season was in today, would be traveling up towards you know up towards Lake Erie for the Notre Dame game, and the women's team would be pl- traveling up towards Gilmer County to take on the Glenville State Pioneers. So if as that changes, we'll keep you guys updated on the seedings of this conference. Uh, and here's a little something new I'd like to kind of tinker around with. I know this is like our 18th show, but, you know, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's still it's working. always evolving. It, yeah, it's still working pro- process. Like what you said earlier in the show, we're going to throw in NASCAR. Okay. Yeah, I we're mean, just... it, it, it gets us a whole different market of people to listen as well. So, I mean, you know, it's – and it – also lets you highlight something that you're very very passionate about. Yeah, I'm plus not you know. that you're not passionate about anything <laughs> else, but I'm saying it let it gives you a chance to to really highlight that fact. But we still keep it we still keep it classic snap jabs and bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a mainstay of the show. Um, but another new addition to the show is we will and we've done this in the past. We've mentioned the the week uh, like a weekly athletics calendar, and we're going to do that again um, just so you know we can help try to help get more fans out to. You know, walk, take on take in a West Virginia State um, athletic event Thursday today, February twenty sixth. The women's basketball team is at Willing Jesuit University. Tip offs at five thirty p.m. Men's basketball against Willing Jesuit University. Tip offs at seven thirty p.m. And the women's tennis versus Bluefield State's at two p.m. I'm that's still on the calendar. I'm not so sure that's happening unless they find an indoor court. Because I figured the the court out there is still covered with a little bit of snow. Yeah. Um. So and it, and, it, and it's not warm out. Yeah. It's not it's not tennis weather outside right now. No. Definitely not. Uh, and then Saturday, February twenty eighth, women's basketball is at the University of Charleston. Tip offs at two p.m. And the men's basketball is at the University of Charleston as well. Tip offs slated for four p.m. And the baseball team is 
slated to be in action against West Liberty University. Um, we're supposed to get hit with another batch of snow later in the week. I don't know if that game's going to happen um, as it stands right now. It's it's still you know it's still on as far as I as far as I know. Um, the time is to be announced. So if we come across whether the game will be played or if it'll be played at a different time or at a different field, we'll let you know as soon as we find something out. But again, that's the uh, the weekly athletics for West Virginia State University. So hopefully that can help you guys um, you know kind of know when when and where our teams will be playing. And if you're able to, hopefully you'll come out and really catch some solid athletics coming from the West Virginia State University uh, teams. And without further ado, we will talk about snap jabs. I don't know why I said it like that, but we will. Um, so, snap jabs. <laughs> um, I will let you you go first. I'll, we'll just alternate. Okay. Earlier in the week, Keith Olbermann got into it got into it on uh, Twitter with Penn State fans and students. Originally over, of all things, the school's annual pediatric cancer fundraiser, which raised over $13 million. Once fans began calling him out on it, though, he began bashing the education that they were receiving from Penn State. This was extremely weird and childish of Olbermann, and so for the comments, uh, ESPN has suspended for the remainder of the week's week. Yeah, um, he's, Overman, like, I don't know, he's one of those talking heads from the news media mm. that that used to be on sports, left sports, went to a news network, and he's, he came back to the sporting world. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of him at all, um, not just because of this, I'm just not a big fan of him. And if you are, that's great, you know, I teach their own. But he just, you know, and you can find the tweets online, he... He kind of uh, goes after a fan, telling him not to be making up lies about him. Um, he he challenges their education and that they're it's a wasted education system that they, that Penn State has and that you know just basically just bad mouthing Penn State as a whole. And I get it if if the whole Joe Paterno, um, you know Jerry Sandusky thing left a bad taste in your mouth, and that's fine. That's your opinion, you know. Um, and like I said, to each their own. But when a school is able to raise you know over thirteen million dollars. That the students did, not the university. The students were able to, you know, raise that money for pediatric cancer research. You, that's awesome. You know, yeah. you, it, there shouldn't be negative comments thrown at them because, you know, they're Penn State. You know, it shouldn't. That shouldn't be out there. I'm sure Ohio State's not, you know, not criticizing them and their Big Ten rivals. You know what yeah. I mean? I, and so, you know, if if their rivals can put aside, you know, these these differences to be like, hey, look, that's awesome, guys. Way to go. Keep up the good work. You know. So that right there, that just that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Keith Olbermann. He's a douche. Yeah, that's all I'm saying about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's really that's really and that's really probably the best word you could say on air. Like I mean, the, the, yeah. that you would be able to say. But yeah, he's he's not, and this makes him come off even worse. And then he sent out, and I hate when people do this when they get caught doing something wrong. They send out, you know, or they make a public apology. And his public apology was like it's, and he took it to Twitter again. He said he shouldn't have sent out the childish tweets. He he was sorry for that, and in no means was he trying to take away from the uh, the money that was raised by Penn State. So again, just not a big fan of uh, Keith Olbermann there. That's, yeah, that, yeah, that's one thing that gets on my nerves. Um, where I was studying last night, I uh, I was listening to you know the song by Ice Cube, uh, "Gangster Rap Made Me Do It." 
Mm-hmm. I was listening to that song, and next thing I know, I'm I'm looking at something in politics, and they was talking about how you know journalists and how in politics, basically anything really, and somebody gets into trouble, they um they they'll put an apology out and they'll be okay, or they resign and everything is okay, and you know if that happened around here, like if me and you went around and we started bad, oh I didn't mean to hit the mic, but <laughs> and if we start bad mouthing like somebody here on the campus or about the university or something, which you know we wouldn't do, yeah, because we love state, um, we would we would be thrown out. Yeah, and you know it's there. There's the elephant in the room. It's out. It's yeah. done. There's no apology that you can do. And these guys, they they they'll put in a public apology, and they, they think it's all right. And you know it eventually goes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The real world don't work like that. I don't listen to your bull crap. Yeah, I'm opinionated sometimes. I like that's, that. That's just bull crap. Um, Kevin Garnett, he made his return to Minnesota after being traded back home from the Brooklyn Nets on trade deadline day. Uh, KG is an intense player and a world-class trash talker. Even though his skills may be diminishing on the court, he's still a competitor, and I believe he can really help um, elevate this young Timberwolves team. Um, on game day, however, you, you don't really <coughs> want to cross Kevin Garnett, or it might just cost you. Uh, several teammates have come out and said that on game day if Kevin Garnett walks in the locker room or comes across you and you're, you're on your phone, you know, on Twitter, you know, doing whatever you want to do on your phone, making a phone call, he'll snatch your phone and throw it in the toilet. Running I've, your phone. I've, I've heard about this. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of intense, you know. He, but, you know, he, he's a really great competitor. Um, I'm a huge fan of his game. Even It's kind of like the whole Ray Lewis and I keep I try to compare everything to that I guess but you know when Ray Lewis towards the end of his career when he was you know his skill set was diminishing but he was able to get an extra gear out of these players that they didn't know they had or he was able to instill in them um, a type of mentality that they might not have you know ever been able to get had they not played with this player and I think the same could be said for maybe Andrew Wiggins and the rest of the young Timberwolves team that is playing with Kevin Garnett you know I think I think it was a smart move by the Timberwolves front office to bring him back home and let him finish his career there. Um, in doing so, um, in his first game back in Minnesota since April 2007, the Timberwolves uh, went old school. They showed a video montage of KG's early days in Minnesota during the player announcements, and at halftime they trotted out Montreal Jordan, or Montel Jordan, excuse me, to perform This Is How We Do It in a KG jersey, and he also, like, Changed some of the lyrics to the song to talk about, like to put KG in, in it. And I mean, it, the video is kind of cool. It's 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 old school. It's nineties as can be, mm. but it, I like it. That's what I grew up with, and I guess that's why I like it a lot. But <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge fan of KG. I did he? I don't touch my phone. I swear I will break someone's fingers. I don't think you you think you'd get into it with KG? Yeah, you easily. Would? Easily. I'm 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 hot headed sometimes. I would I. I the the headline the headline the, no that <laughs> <laughs> I would give it one heck of a shot though <laughs> I'm sorry I'll, I'll fight dirty <laughs> you gonna take my phone pull out a sword samurai sword bring it on <laughs> you just carry swords with you I, I wish we had a video camera in here because it really looked like you were riding a horse there when you were raving, raising your raising your sword in the air but <laughs> it really looked like you were like had a rope and we were trying to corral some wild uh, wild give me back my phone yeah. <laughs> Glass on my phone, bring it back. But no, I, 
No, it, don't 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 touch my phone. Okay, I the headline will be fat news. Fat sports reporter gets into it with KG over cell phone. Well, I don't think you take your phone. As a sports <laughs> announcer, I mean, he, I think he just takes his teammates' phones. It's, it's bringing that bad mojo in here. Give me that. <laughs> Start chasing after me. Look like a look like Charlie Chaplin running around the place. <laughs> no, no. Even though you have like half a human body on me. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I I like it. The fact that he's you know. He doesn't care about that kind of stuff, and he wants everybody. It's game day. Be focused. Like I really, I really like that um, about him. Well, yeah, I like it. Too. I things. like it too. But don't throw a six hundred dollar phone in the toilet. Yeah, but these guys are NBA contracts are guaranteed. So whatever it says they're going to get on that contract, they get no matter if they never play another game. So in the grand scheme of things, while a cell phone, you know, a six hundred dollar cell phone for us would be huge to have to replace every game for an NBA guy. Who's making fifty million dollars a year? That's nothing. True, true. That's I, nothing. But yeah, I'd, I'd still be upset about it. I'd still be upset about I'd it. I just start carrying like real, like cheap, like twenty dollars. Like, <laughs> just burners. Phones. Yeah. <laughs> just carry a burner around. Just sit there and just be like out there texting like that and see if he throws it in. I, I wonder if he'd eventually get tired of it. Of throwing your phone in the toilet. <laughs> it's like it's like when you was when you was a kid in elementary school and you wanted to like aggravate your your because because in in elementary school for us I don't know if they've done it for y'all. You remember the desk that they had that you you know you walked in you put your books in and your your pencils and everything. Well, the the smart kid that I was, I I don't know why I wanted my teacher to do this, but. She would if if you kept playing around in your in your desk, she would turn your desk around, and you would you have to get anything in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'd have to get up and turn around. And I don't know why I thought this was so funny, and I wanted to do it. But I sat there and I started twiddling my fingers on the inside, of looking at her smiling, and she she just she got angry with me and just turned my 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 desk around all angry like, and then I turn it back, and then she turned it back. It just it went back and forth and. That's that's what that's what it'd be like. It'd be like an elementary school kid in there wanting to push Kevin Garnett, <laughs> Ke- Kevin Garnett's b- buttons with burners, <laughs> with old throwaway <laughs> phones. <laughs> After that little rant, <laughs> next story. Apparently, Marshawn Lynch has re- has released a promo for a movie he made about his life, starring himself, and it's getting killed on the internet. You can find the promo, which is about four minutes long, on YouTube, and be the judge for about it for yourself. Um, I tried to watch it, and uh, I it was it was really bad. It was it was really bad. And what strikes me, like what kind of is weird, is Marshawn. You know, is he's famous for I'm just here so I don't I don't get fined. Did you did, did you hear he's trying to trademark that? Is he? Yes, he's good. He, good for him. He's trying to trademark that. Just uh, the guy who does uh, beast mode, uh-huh. that that apparel for him. Yeah, apparently a lot of the Seahawks fans want that shirt, so they're trying to trademark it. Awesome. That'd be. I mean, I'd get it. I yeah, make make money how any way you can. Um, but you know what strikes me weird is you know how he's he's a recluse, but yet here he you know he is starring, directing, producing, acting. In his movie about himself, but I he's, guess there's no other person that could really play him. He's basically pulling on Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just found it a little weird um, that he, you know, 
was so is so anti media, but yet he was wanting to produce a movie. This ain't, this does not shock me, honestly. Doesn't shock you at all. No, no, no. He seems like, he seems like the type of person that would do this. Now, now, if it was Russell Wilson that done this, done this, I would I would I would honestly be 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 shocked. But Marshawn Lynch, no. He seems like the type of person that would have that big of an ego. Yeah. Just just the way he talks, you know. Russell Wilson's laid back about everything. Have you ever? Do you know what the main event is? Do you do you remember that on ESPN? What the main event is? Kenny Main. He goes around and does I, like random sports stories. I think so. If you get a chance, um, Scotty talks about it all the time, and it's a really funny bit. They do a. Um, it was after Willis McGay. He wanted out of Buffalo because he said there was nothing to do in Buffalo. Marshawn Lynch gets drafted to Buffalo. Well, he does the. And it was called the main event. He did that. Kenny Mayne talked to him, and um, like Marshawn Lynch and Kenny Mayne, they go to like Dave and Buster's, and then they go to like TGI Fridays, <laughs> and like just a whole bunch of like just really, you know, what would what would be the equivalent of what you could do in Charleston type deals, and uh, it's it's hilarious. It's really funny. Did you have to check that out? Did you ever see on Twitter? Um, it it showed Marshawn Lynch when he was at Cal. And it was, uh, it was, it's, the title was it Marshawn Lynch has never cared, and it's got the picture of him. It, well, it's it's a it's a, like it's a vine basically, mm-hmm. and it's him riding around on the on on the football field in a in a golf course. Yeah, on the in the on the trainer's <laughs> cart, just driving through the field. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's like I, like he's playing chicken with people and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of Marshawn Lynch. I, I like I like his style of play. Um, I don't care, you know. I, it doesn't bother me as his anti-media tant- uh, actics. I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. a huge fan of his style, though. Yeah, I, I like his style. You know, if he if he don't want to talk to the media, don't make him talk to the media. Yeah, I mean, and you know, there are, there are guys that you know that will f- sort search out for that si- that that limelight, um, and you know, let those guys talk to the media. But, but if they have something to say, let them talk. And if there's guys like Marshawn Lynch who who you know, are an introvert and don't really want to talk to the media, or don't really want to do this or do that. Don't make them it because it, it's you're wasting the athlete's time. You're wasting the new the reporters who are trying to cover something from this athlete. You're wasting their time. So I mean, let let somebody else get out there and talk if they if they want to talk. Yeah, you know, if if he don't want to talk, don't let him talk. He doesn't. Some 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 stars are like that. Um, Jason Williams, he's very private about his stuff. He does not like talking to the media. Um. You know they're there to do what they want to do. I mean, yeah, we're if like like if me and you was there, we we'd be there to do our job. But mm-hmm. we can't help this. Yeah, and we, it may and it puts the reporters in an awkward spot too. If you're sitting there, and be like, all right, you have to get an interview with Marshall Lynch. It's like this guy will not talk to me. I'm not going to go up there and be like, so how about this? And because I mean, it's just awkward for both people. Yeah, and you know, I'm pretty sure he gets tired of saying those things. Saying, oh, I'm you, sure he does. Re, being a, a broken record up there. I'm sure he does. Except for except for Conan. When Did you watch the gamer I, thing? I watched that. That was that was really good, and I think it just takes the spot. Like Marshawn has to be comfortable with the message that's going out. You know that it was you know him and Gronkowski were playing uh, Mortal Kombat X yeah. with Conan O'Brien, and it was if you haven't watched it, go on YouTube and watch it's, it. It's, it's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of of Conan O'Brien, but I seen that and I was like, okay, I gotta watch this. And I didn't know Marshawn Lynch liked Skittles that much. Oh yeah, yeah. And then when we was watching the uh, 
the the Super Bowl, you know, it, me and all my buddies are there, and then I got my friend who is a diehard Seahawks fan. He didn't even know it, and he was sitting there, and he was like, "What is that?" He keeps pulling out of out of a because it showed him, you know, sitting there pulling the Skittles out of the uh-huh. bowl. He's like, "Why does he keep pulling out of that bowl?" And I was like, "Skittles." He said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "No." I said, "He's a huge Skittle." I said, "He loves Skittles." I said, "Look it up." Got on his phone, looked it up. He said, "Oh man, I didn't even know that." And you know that. I was like, "Yeah, well, they, well. he's a huge Skittles fan. Like, um, they'll throw Skittles at him at the Seahawks games." Yeah. Like after he scores a touchdown, they'll throw skit like in hockey when they, there's a hat trick, they throw hats. When Marshawn scores a touchdown, they'll throw Skittles at him. <laughs> like it's he, they love him up there in Seattle, and, and I don't blame him. He he's a really one heck of a running back. Yeah, and you know the 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 whole all the talk right now is about um, if Marshawn's going to play again in Seattle, which I think he he's. Going. I think I think he'll stick around and play in Seattle. Um, there's speculation that he might retire. One of his teammates came out and said, one of his old teammates said that he, you know, he was leaning really heavy towards retirement. I think if the Seahawks would have won a Super Bowl, this, uh, you know, won back-to-back Super Bowls, then I think maybe the Marshawn Lynch retires, maybe. Because he's, he's him running hard, that's nothing new. He did it in high school. He did it in junior high. I'm sure he did it in peewee football. He did it in college football. And he did it on every stop in the NFL. And, you know, he's getting up there in age in not in society's years, but in football years. He's getting yeah. up there in age. He's getting closer to 30, and as those running backs get closer to 30, their bodies just, just can't take it, especially somebody who runs as vicious as he does. Yeah, and, you know, you got um, a lot of people, they think when, you know, football, they're like, oh, he's retired, he's got to be in his 50s. No, unless you're Brett Favre. <laughs> Then you're Brett, if you're Brett Favre, you're, you're going all you're going the whole way. Yeah, you're gonna play till you're about or, or, fifty. Or Ric Flair. I mean, it's not football, but you know, they, they, it, there's a lot of contact in professional wrestling. There is, there is. I think Ric Flair still has to wrestle because he's broke, like legitimately, like he's and like I mean, I don't, I, I hate to say that, but like he's, I have a buddy who's a real big Ric Flair fan, and he was like, you know, it's sad to see him still wrestling as old as he is. He said because he shouldn't have to be out there doing it. It's just he's been married and divorced so many times. He's got, you know, all this money that goes out, you know, to alimony and to all this. And it's 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 rough. And I, I, I really do feel bad for those type of guys who have to go out there and continue to do something, especially that physically demanding at such an such a, you know, advanced age. I don't, I don't know how, how Stone Cold done it. He's been divorced three times. He's been divorced three times and he owns a ranch. And apparently he's the king of podcasts now. Yeah. He, have you ever listened to any of his podcasts? Ne- I've never gotten around to it. There's a lot of wrestlers that have podcasts. Um, Stone Cold does one. Uh, Goldberg J- does one. Yeah, Jim Ross does one. Jim Ross does one. Um, Colt Cabana has one. I'm not uh, – Colt Cabana. He's a, he's, a newer, he's a newer wrestler who doesn't wrestle anymore. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't Or he wrestles on the indie scene maybe. Um, somehow wrestling always gets in our show. It does, man. It always gets pulled up. We need the wrestling segment. We do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And do you have any um, snap jabs? No, I haven't had time. Have it. I don't blame you. I, like I said, I only reason I got around to it today is because I was off this morning. Um, but we are going to move right now into the bad news segment. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. All righty. Um, the NCAA is about to endure a major outcry from not only Baylor football fans, but society as a whole with this latest story. Baylor running back Silas Nikita became a fan favorite last season when he earned a walk-on roster spot with the Bears after spending a year at a community college. Nikita got into Baylor with an academic scholarship, and at the time of his enrollment, he was homeless. According to Nasita, he has been declared ineligible by the NCAA for, follow- for allowing a close family friend to put him up in an apartment. 
Silas Nasita took to Twitter to explain. In 2014, I was just a kid who couch surfed and took classes online at a community college. But I had a dream to play college football. Throughout that year, I was able to earn enough academic scholarships to pursue that dream. But it was only enough to pay for school without a place to stay or any other living expenses. Still, I was satisfied with that because I knew the sacrifice I was making in order to pursue the dream. However, a few months before enrolling, a close family friend approached me and said they didn't want me sleeping on floors and wondering how I was going to eat the next meal. So they insisted on putting me in an apartment and helping out with those living expenses. Because I accepted that offer, instead of choosing to be homeless, I am no longer eligible to play football and pursue my dream. I had no idea I was breaking any rules, but I respect the decision of the NCAA. I understand now that there are rules that don't allow kids to accept help from any outside parties, even if it has nothing to do with athletic ability. Furthermore, regardless of the loss of my own dreams, I believe the NCAA plays an important role in maintaining true collegiate athletics and I thank them for it. I'd also like to thank Baylor, the coaches, my teammates, and all of Baylor Nation for your support and the opportunity I was given. I am devastated but not defeated. God is still good and I am beyond blessed to have received this opportunity or the opportunity I did even if it was just a short while. I'm just a kid who wanted to go to school and play football. Nothing more. And for me, like, you know, I think that's just complete, like, completely terrible that the NCAA is doing this. You know, they kicked this kid out because he, a family friend put him up in an apartment. What is, what's the big difference between a, a parent putting their kid up in an apartment? If you think about it, if they're saying, you know, they put, his family friend put him up in an apartment and paid for his bills, there should be no difference between him and a kid who goes to school and his parents pay for him an apartment and pay for him to do that. The only difference is it's not this guy's parents that's doing it. It's not like it's a booster. It's not like anything like that. So I, I have a real problem with it, and I think that the the NCAA should should recant their uh, their yeah, I, rule. I've w- I've went on several rants on here about <laughs> the NCAA. You know it. Uh, the fans know it. I I I I hate some of the stuff that that the NCAA does, and this is this is getting up there. This is this is about up there with the. Uh, I think this may take the top spot. I don't know yet, but this is up there with the whole uh, whole college football playoff crap. Um, and you know how they treat how they treat everybody. I can I can understand um, that they're that they're worried that it was a booster. But this kid this 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 kid is freaking homeless. Yeah, he was homeless, and the guy was like, "I want to make sure you can you have a nice place to stay or a warm place to stay, a bed to sleep in, and food food to eat." It wasn't like he was like, "Hey, here's a new car. Here's this. Here's that." You know what I mean? And, and I mean, some boosters do do that. Some boosters give people new cars and and pay them to work at jobs they never have to go to and give them pocket money. And the only thing this kid wanted to do was go to college and play football. Yeah. I, if if they're really that worried about it, investigate it. You you, you investigate everything else. Mm-hmm. Investigate it. You investigated up in Ohio State when they when they was giving out uh, uh, prizes for tattoos. Yeah, you know they was giving out free cards and stuff. You 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 investigate every other thing, but you're not going to investigate this when you got a kid who is homeless and he wants to he he just wants a, a place to sleep and play football. That's all he wants out of life. Pull your head out of your arse is what you really need to do, and y'all can post this to the to the NCAA uh, fan page. Edit it, okay? Tell them, tell them who I am, okay? I've wanted to talk to the NCAA several times about issues, 
and and that, that I, I get I get sick and tired of of, of of all the stuff that they do, and and I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty sure all the fans do. We all love football. We all we all we all watch the NCAA fo- NCAA football for one reason. That's because we all love football. And, and this kid, he wants to play football. He wants to do this. And 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 a friend, even if it is a booster, he's got, the kid has a home now. Okay, y'all wouldn't y'all wouldn't give him a scholarship so he would so he could get a dorm room and, and have a meal plan. You know, uh, thank God I'm fortunate enough to. Have have that mm-hmm. but you know you're not going to do that but but i'll be that going if if uh, somebody says i want to put you in a, in in a um in, in, have have a pillow underneath your head and a warm meal that that is breaking the rules by all means it's beyond the yeah yeah and that that's 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 just that's total crap but i i respect this kid because you know he 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 I don't know if he is upset. Obviously, he took the high. He took the high road. He could have, you know, really came out and said, you know, this is BS. That I, you know, this he, is so dumb. You he could have. He could have pulled a me. Yeah. But <laughs> he, and yours, you. It could have gone a lot worse. Um, you know. And you're right. You know, kudos to this young man. He's, you know, he's he's saying he respects the NCAA for for what they do and how he knows that there's a need for them. And it, he never wants to speak bad about. About this organization that has ended his college career and ended and ended his you know his dream of playing college football and going to college, yeah. And so you know that's that right there is just a little ridiculous for me. Yeah, that's that's just that's just a load of crap. That that's that's the end of my rant. <laughs> <laughs> and this this week in El Jefe's weekly rant, <laughs> we explore Derrick Rose. <laughs> Furthermore, next story. Angels outfielder. By the way, get rid of Derrick Rose. Angels outfielder, <laughs> outfielder Josh Hamilton is not a spring, not at spring training because he is busy rehabbing from so, shoulder surgery and is not expected to rejoin the team until May. He also is not at spring training because he. Wait a minute, I lost my place. Because he is meeting with MLB officials in New York for disciplinary issues, which until last night were unknown. It now now appears that he is there because of a drug abuse relapse, which he turned himself in for, and it appears he relapsed a few months ago with at least cocaine. Hamilton has had a long history of drug and alcohol abuse going to rehab for the first time in 2001 and getting suspended for the rest of the 2013 season after multiple failed drug tests. That suspension uh, stretched for three years, and numerous comeback attempts were halted by stints in rehab. Hamilton was suspended for the entirety of the 2006 season, but was reinstated by then-commissioner Bud Seelich partway through. The mechanism by which Hamilton re-entered the league in 2006 was not through the official's drug policy, and he has been following a separate set of rules for the last nine years, which includes th- thrice weekly. What? It's just three, three times a week. Oh, drug testing three times a week. Hamilton alcohol uh, relapses in two thousand nine and two thousand twelve. But since this relapse reportedly involves cocaine, he will likely re- receive a hefty suspension. And you know, addiction of anything is hard to break. It really is, and you know. 
it's easy for people to get up on a on a soapbox and you know crucify this guy for oh man you can't get you you're an athlete you can't you can't you you know beat this thing. It doesn't matter who you are when you're addicted to something. It's incredibly hard to to you know battle through that and to get over whatever the addiction may be, whether it's drugs, alcohol, you know, caffeine. What, yeah, whatever. Yeah, caffeine. I'm I'm greatly addicted to caffeine, and I am going through major withdrawals because it's Lent. So it's been since Ash Wednesday since I've had soda. So I'm 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 going through it. I'm you know one day at a time. Oh, you're I'm, you're 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 participating. In it? Yeah, I'm Catholic. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm Catholic. I uh, I wore the ashes on my forehead to school on Wednesday when it was Ash Wednesday, and uh, got quite a few weird looks because I guess not a lot of people had seen that. I went to work that that morning with my ashes on my head, and uh, I only waited on five tables, but every one of those five tables tipped me extremely well because they asked. They were like, "Well, you know what? You got something on your head." And when I told them. Oh, thank you, but that's Ash. You know, I'm Catholic. It's Lent. It's Ash Wednesday, and I did that with every table that asked me or you know had a question about it. And um, I guess I don't know why, but they every table that asked me about it, that or that I you know told them what it was, they they tipped me really well. But anyway, um, hey, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but you know, any any person that's battling addiction, you know, it, it's a hard long road, and, and Josh Hamilton's been battling it. For a, a very long time, and you know, I think with the when he's when, the more famous you are, the harder it is to battle addictions, because you know you've got the excess money, you've got the you know if you need to, you can you can get away, you know, and go go do whatever you need to do. But you know, I I want to congrat you know commemorate or I want to not congratulate. I just want to you know I don't know the word I'm trying to say right now. It's escaping my head. But I just, I think it's really I think really highly of Josh Hamilton for turning himself in. You know, he didn't have to. He could have waited for a drug test to come up and say, well, well, I failed a drug test. Let me go talk to you guys. He went ahead and said, hey, look, here's what happened. I relapsed. It was with this drug. I'm sorry about it. Let, I'm working to better myself, you know. But, um, you know, he, he will have to pay the price. He, he more than likely will be suspended for several games, and he'll lose, you know, on, on some income as well. I've, I, 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 in, in all honesty, I, I grew up in a rough area, mm-hmm. and I've seen addiction destroy people. I've seen it destroy homes, and it is hard. It's very hard. It, even even caffeine addiction. I, you know, I'm trying to wing myself off of caffeine right now. You know, besides the the monster in the morning. <laughs> the monster but, in the morning. Uh, I need, but I need that sometimes, especially after studying last night. But you know, I've been. It, but addiction is hard. It's 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 extremely hard. I've seen some people. I've seen people people uh, triumph over it. And I've seen people fall from it, and you know, you have a relapse. You have a relapse. Um, he, Josh Hamilton. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a baseball fan, but I'm, I don't I don't watch it religiously. Um, kudos to him for turning himself in, because not a lot of people would do that. They would much rather, you know, get caught. They'd much rather the test come out and say, "Hey, this is what happened," and say, because that takes a big man to go up and say, or a big. It takes a big person to go up and say. I messed up. Here's here's what happened. That that that's 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 one thing my father taught me when I was younger, because um, I didn't. This one guy apologized to me for for picking on me in school, and I didn't want to accept his apology. I went and told my dad that, and he 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 he, he scolded me for it. He basically threw the book at me, but he he sat there and he told me. He said it takes a bigger man to to admit his mistakes than it takes for a man to not. Uh, 
than it takes for a, a man to uh, ignore his mistakes. Mm. But, you know, I, I, I applaud him for turning himself in. I hope he does recover. You know, it's, it's a long, hard road. And, you know, maybe he does need some time off from work. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does. Uh, obviously, you know, the the media doesn't make it any better. No, not at all. No, it doesn't. If you're, if you're, if you're a big-time star and you have an addiction, hence mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan, um, and it, the media will, will basically tear you in a new one. And it's it's really hard. But if I was him, <clears throat> I'd basically do what they do. done. You ever seen the movie Evil Dead? The new one. No, not the new one. Okay. The new one, um, basically the story goes, there's the girl who mm-hmm. is the youngest one, and she's addicted to, like, cocaine and stuff. So they bring her up there to re- to, to, to wing her off cold turkey um, in just in the middle of nowhere. The middle of nowhere. Like, this girl, they're, the, the closest store is maybe a Piggly Wiggly's 30 miles <laughs> away. But... <laughs> um, but no, if if I was him, honestly, I would I would take off from work. Yeah, and, and I mean he's he's a professional athlete, so he can afford to do that. Yeah, you know, um, and so yeah, hopefully he gets the help that he needs. Don't go to the Evil Dead house. Yeah, don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah, don't. You don't you don't want to end up like them. No. Um, way down, and it's a soccer story again. Well, um. actually, there's two soccer stories in this segment. Um, way down oh, in the bowels. Way down in the bowels of England's soccer pyramid lies the Isthmian League. And teams like Kingstonian and Bognor Regis, um, with teams like Kingstonian and Bognor Regis, this is the realm where players play for the love of the game and fans attend for the love of the drink. Occasionally, the two sides collide. Um, You can find a video online, and we've stumbled across it, uh, which shows Kingstonian keeper Rob Tolfrey leap over the ad boards to teach Bogner Regis fans or to teach a Bogner Regis fan a lesson um, and manners courtesy of his quite <laughs> persuasive fists it's not exactly clear why the scrap broke out but the scrap but scrap they did the lesson as always is to always be on alert when talking to some random person at any kind of way some people even while at work aren't above throwing down should they feel inspired <laughs> and he definitely he went up there and he, he he let the guy have it uh and that's what's so weird like you know in major sports in north america the only real time that there's been a fight that's broken out in the stands between players and and fans is the malice at the palace when the detroit pistons ron artest and um, the Indian Pacers, they all got in a fight, and it broke. It spilled over into the the arena, into the stadium, or into the the seating of the stadium. And and fans got involved. Ron Artest punched a punched a fan in the face, and a couple fans dumped beer on him and punched him. And it was, I mean, it was a really low point for the Detroit Pistons organization, but also for the NBA as a whole. And um, that moment right there, I think, led to the crackdown of the way players dressed. And the, the fact that the, now when they give their you know their their post game interviews and stuff like that, they have to be dressed you know business casual at least, and I think that had a lot to do with it. But um, it, it's weird to like come across these stories about you know an athlete leaving the field to go fight a, pl- a fan or a fan coming onto the field to go fight a player, as we saw earlier in our shows um, a couple episodes ago when there was a basketball game and. Um, where was it at? It was China. somewhere. Yeah, it was in China when the fan ran onto the field yep, and that, that was last week and threw a punch at a player. Um, so yeah, it's just 
it's crazy for me to think about that that's that kind of stuff can happen. Well, I've I've seen a, I don't know what the name of the player was, but I seen it on uh, on the internet. This goalie, it wasn't. It, this was a long time ago, but this goalie got into it with a uh, a, a fan because the ball bounced over into the stadium, into the stands, and he what the, the fan wasn't gonna give him the ball. He's give me the ball, give me the bleeping ball right now. <laughs> and he almost went over there, and I was like. Gosh, take it! You, you want your ball? Here you go. Go play. Yeah, go play your 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 kickball. <laughs> but no, this doesn't shock me from soccer. This really doesn't. Soccer, soccer is soccer is the uh, the rest of the world's hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely in like a sport that except for Russia, the sport that's so you know anti-contact really like soccer like you can't you know you get penalty cards and all that you wouldn't think that it would be this intense like and it is you know we've highlighted many you know instances whether it's hooligans fighting hooligans and killing each other or club owners going and beating up their team their team players or or, or, back. or, or a student flipping off a camera yeah yeah you know, you know we've Soccer's an intense game. It's not for the weak. <laughs> it's not for the weak of heart. I've, I I, I want to go to the World Cup one time. I would I would like to go to the World Cup. Um, I don't oh. want to go to the World Cup. This next World Cup they're having. Where where is it? Uh, Qatar. I mean, you'll see why in just a few moments. Uh, I probably. Uh, yep. Yep. I can I can already see it a little bit. But I I would like to go. Um, my friend, uh, his parents adopted him and his siblings. Um, from different you know countries from all over the world and he my friend's from india and he's got a brother and sister from brazil and a sister from korea and um this past world cup was in brazil and um my friend's brother and sister were were really thinking heavily about going going to brazil to see you know where they were born and all that but also to go catch some world cup soccer and i I would, I would, I would really like to go to a World Cup before before it's all said and done. If if it ever comes back to Brazil, I'll go. You'd go back to Brazil. I'd go back to Brazil. Just think about it. <laughs> think long. Think, think hard about it. Don't 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 say it. But think about it. <laughs> I know I'm not right. I've never been right. My mother tells me that all the time. She don't know what she she don't know where she went wrong with me. I think it was all the caffeine she drank when she was pregnant with me. <laughs> I got to an, I got to a conversation with my friend last night because apparently he he thinks his girlfriend his girlfriend's supposedly pregnant, and she was sitting there and she said he he didn't want to drink a pop or anything he wanted uh-huh. to drink strictly water because you know the caffeine she's like I drank caffeine with two with 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 both of my kids before this what what's the problem and I told him I was like yeah my mom drank caffeine with with all three of with me and you know my two other brothers I turned out right. <laughs> And he instantly slapped the pop out of her hand. Good sort of. <laughs> then she said, "You know, I, I want my cigarettes." And it just it went on after that. I was like, "Okay, going back to typing my paper." That's one of the things I don't. I can't. I don't really like when pregnant people smoke. Like that to me is just. It, you should be able to quit for nine months while you, you have a baby in there. My, my my mother smoked when she was with us. When she had yeah. me and my brothers, and I mean, we came out fine, but. I, I can I can understand why why people get upset about that. Yeah. I, I, I can really see it, but you know, what can, what can you do sometimes? Yeah, and I mean, like I said, you know, what's right for some people is is not right for everybody else, and you know, teach their own. No, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's it, you know what I've noticed. Hmm. 
We don't have a feel good story. We don't. I couldn't find one. I I haven't I haven't heard any. It's I, been a, it's been a rough week. I really couldn't find one at all. Um, but I really haven't had that much time. You know. I have I haven't either. With school and everything. I have I have not either. Furthermore, the final story of the day. The final story of the day involves. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a question. Did you watch the last? Um, I will talk about it after this. <laughs> anyway. Furthermore, the World Cup of 2022 is slated to be held in Qatar. Traditionally, the World Cup is played in the summer months, but because Qatar in the summer on average is 106 and can soar to up around 117, that just would not be safe to have any outdoor sports played there at the time. FIFA has taken some heat in the past few months as stories continue to leak out about Qatar using slave labor to build their stadiums and said slaves dying of by the hundreds also is widely believed that the only reason Qatar won the bid to host the World Cup in 2022 is because they has they they have the deepest pockets for bribing officials FIFA has recently announced that the Qatar World Cup will not take place in November to December thus in my opinion killing the World Cup vibe in the US because that is right in the prime of not only the NFL and but also the NCAA football seasons because if you remember when when the when the world cup was going on you know last summer you know there's really only baseball and nascar and and tennis to really compete with and and golf as well but you know those aren't really like huge huge staples of you know north american you know sports viewership and you know everybody like they had huge outdoor viewing parties in major cities everybody was catching the world cup bug um Jurgen Klinsmann the the men's U.S. men's national coach, um, that he got into it. He he printed out. He made up, wrote up a note for people to give to their bosses at work so they could watch the USA play. And you know, it was just really. Uh, and it felt like you know, soccer was really finally um, ready to come to the forefront in in the United States. And um, in my opinion, if you if you put it if you put it in that time slot, if you put it November to December, you're going up against not only football. Of both sports, but also basketball as well, college and professional, and you know that's the holiday season as well. So you know there's lots of stuff that's going to take away from it, in my opinion. That 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 is true. I mean, I'm a huge World Cup, World Cup. I'm a huge World Cup um, fan. I can't watch soccer any other way, but I can watch it this way, and. Because the World Cup is nuts. It, it really is, and like even if you don't like soccer, um, watch a World Cup soccer game. It's it they're just so exciting. And I suggest don't watch it with the English announcers. Like if you have Xbox Live or any of the Watch ESPN apps, you can go on there and you can watch it in in Spanish, and it's so much better. I I want to I want to do the World Cup one time. I'll do like a Spanish announcer, except in English. <laughs> I will. Like it's it's really really awesome the way the guys get into it. Like when I was watch like because you I could be in the other room doing something like washing dishes or like doing some other chore that I have around the house and I could have the game on and I could hear like when the when the you know speed of their voice would pick up and the pitch in their voice would 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 get higher. I knew something exciting was about to happen, so I would you know stop doing whatever I was doing and walk in to the living room and and catch it and you know that I like I said I'm. Huge fan of soccer. Um, wish I could get into it on a regular basis, but just just can't. I don't. I don't know. It's much like baseball. I just can't can't get into it. Yeah, the, the soccer here in the U.S. kind of 
Blah. Yeah, a lot of guys. Well, it's because there's not a market here, so a lot of the talent goes overseas and play where they can make, you know, make really good money and, and play against top-class athletes, not, you know, knocking the leagues in, in the United States, but when you've got, you know, you've got our, our leagues here and then you've got, you know, leagues over in England, you know, and other countries have multiple sets of leagues, you know, from the very basic all the way to the very, you know, top flight of the top flight. And when you've got the U.S. with just one league, you know, it's, it's really kind of hard for them to compete. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see. I'm really, I really am disappointed that Qatar got a World Cup. Um, did they not, like, you know, have an almanac and see how hot it gets over there in the summertime? Like, I don't, how do you completely miss that? I, that, that bribe, bribery. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess. They're like, oh, we won't come over there, but, you know, you guys, you guys have fun. Because, like, I mean, that's, that's unbearably hot. That, that, and, you know, the whole slave thing, that's not going to look good. Oh, it's not looked good. No, no, it's not going to look good for the uh, for them for the for the the world the FIFA. It's, they've they've it's, taken a lot of heat from that because these slaves they're dying off by by the hundreds. Like, like they're just dropping dead, and like it's kind of like no big deal type thing. And it's it's really it's really kind of sickening. Um, unless you have anything else to add, no, no, no? just just the fact that you know I'm getting sick and tired of, of soccer being so. Daggone crazy. Um, without anything, without any further ado, that is going to wrap up our show today. Thank you for listening. If you're a fan of our show, uh, make sure you check out the Mopcast Network, um, where this tomorrow, Friday, will be the airing of the 50th um, episode on the Mopcast Network across whether that's Mopcast Raw, Mopcast, the weekly Mopcast, uh, um, Memory Card Radio. And our show, Triple Name Sports Show, combined have 50 episodes on there. The 50th will be released tomorrow, Friday, February 29th. And um, just, you know, if you're a fan of the show, check us out on there. Check out all the other great shows on there. Um, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can find us on Facebook at Triple Name Sports Show. You can reach myself, Aaron Lynch Kelly, on Twitter. My personal Twitter account is at PageantDad88. The show account is at AM in the PM 1067. And you can reach Mr. El Jefe Loco on Twitter at El Jefe Loco 95. And also, um, I just want to, you know, big congratulate, big thank you to El Jefe Loco who put together our YouTube channel. He's uh, He worked really hard on uploading our first video. And it, it's really awesome, man. You did a great job on that. I, I spent you you sent me those uh, the the stuff to it, and I think I was up till one o'clock that night working on that. You did a really good job, and, and, and it's really a really quality show. Yeah, and I've 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 tried setting up the page and everything. It's it's still a working process. But I just we'll we'll, ha- we'll have that up uh, tomorrow. Yeah. What's the link to the YouTube page? Do you know off um, the top of your head? I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, well, basically, you can go on YouTube and just type in Triple Name Sports Show, and it will uh, uh, It'll a, pic- on, a picture yeah. will come up of Carl Malone and uh, Kobe <laughs> Bryant's girlfriend. But uh, no, go, go you can type in Triple Name Sports Show, or you can uh, I'll post it on the um, on, on the page on the Facebook. Page. Oh yeah, on the Facebook page, and also I've I've put a link on the Twitter accounts. Okay, um, I, I I tagged you in the 
I tagged uh, Aaron and the show account in it, so you can go on there and check. Just go check us out on YouTube. I know it, it was it's really hard for some people to find us through Pod mm-hmm. Podbean. Not bashing that, but you know, not everybody's got a li- got a laptop. And with uh, YouTube, yeah, you can get it anywhere. Yeah, YouTube, you can just pull it right up on your phone, and it, it's boom, right there. Yeah. And and we're in good company. I noticed when when you search for Triple Name Sports Show. Um, You'd find nothing. Y- y- well, you find us, and then there's like wrestling videos, <laughs> and like a Key and Peele skit, and then more wrestling videos. That seems like us. So you're y- if you find a whole bunch of Key and Peele and wrestling videos, and then there's a, a, a picture of Carl Malone and uh, Kobe Bryant. I think it's his wife. Yeah, it is his wife. I, Kobe Bryant's wife now. I'm going. I'm going to try to work on getting uh, thumbnails on there. Better thumbnails. Like 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 how every other major YouTube channel does it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm working on getting a better thumbnails for that. Good good. And like I said, you know you you took the time out to do that, and I just wanted to you know acknowledge you for that because it, it's I really like it, and it's another way for us to to grow our market and to grow, get more people out there to listen. If you like the show and you find us on YouTube, leave a comment. If tell us what you like, tell us what you hate. Just something. Yeah. So, so we know you're there. Yeah, subscribe, comment, like, share, do whatever with the YouTube account. I've been on YouTube for for a while, so I, I, know, I know a little bit about it. And with that, we're going to take it on out of here. Don't know why I stumbled over that, but we're going <laughs> to go ahead and sign off. Uh, have a great day.